0: You're listening to KRDO's morning news and we head on over to the KRDO newsline where we are joined by our own storm tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Larson and Chris on this particular day you're joining us from pretty far away in the Lake Tahoe region where you are participating in Operation Sierra Storm a gathering of meteorologists from all over the country and tell us what you're doing at this gathering
1: well, it's a it's an educational conference to uh, uh, continue learning about the atmosphere and about forecasting and the weather. So they're a group of television meteorologists and uh, journalists that are here from all over the country as far as uh, uh, Miami and Texas and uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, we're here for a, a three day conference. Um, yesterday we had our our two main speakers uh, were Dr. Greg Carbon. And he is the chief forecaster for all of the National Weather Service. And there are several hundred National Weather Service offices uh, across the country. Our office of impact is the National Weather Service in Pueblo. So uh, uh, he kind of oversees uh, the the whole shooting match in terms of of, of forecasting. And what he was talking about yesterday is um, computer modeling and forecasting and where we have come and where we are going um just the the huge strides in um, computing power and model accuracy over the last of oh, 10 to 15 uh, years and um, upgrades that they continue to make to have uh, faster supercomputers to do uh, you know more computational uh, computer modeling of, of the atmosphere and the weather and uh, you know trying to trying to get a better handle on, on our forecasting um, with the idea that it's never going to be perfect, but the models and the people running those models have gotten good and, uh, and their accuracy has gotten better and better over the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, and Chris, with these uh, upgrades over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years that uh, they've been outlining, how is that uh, really impacting your job forecasting here in southern Colorado, knowing the uh, unique challenges uh, that our region faces that can't exactly be predicted, at least at this point, with those computer programs?
1: You know, it, it really it, it gives you a better window and a better handle on on what's happening in the atmosphere knowing that it, it is a, not an exact depiction of what's going on but when you can look at multiple high-resolution models and see that an example is three to four models that they're all in agreement you know it starts giving you a better handle on your forecast that you know you've got a shot at getting it right and, and and the same holds true on the other side when you start looking at you know uh, a wide variety of models, and nobody's giving you the same answer. They're all over the place. Then you've got an idea that something that something's happening uh, that 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 may throw you a curveball uh, in the forecast. And then the other thing that he was talking about was you know uh, kind of interesting stat, stat that the the today the day three forecast you know for seventy two hours out uh, is as accurate as the the one day forecast was 15 years ago. Oh that's
0: that's striking. So,
1: so, wow. <laughs> so it's baby it's baby steps and mm-hmm. and as he says, it will never be perfect. The you know the the atmosphere is is too fluid and too big for likely to to ever be perfect, but we do get better. And the and the big thing with getting better is um you know maybe not so much for your variety of days when you've got cold temperatures or a little snow coming in or a, a little rain shower activity but on those days where you know they can have a better line on a, a forecast track for a hurricane or or know five days out that the atmosphere is setting up uh, over the plains for what could possibly be you know a huge tornado outbreak or here where we see an environment that's ripe for The possibility of uh, severe thunderstorms, deep convection and hail, you know, giving folks that heads up, that lead time to know that something is coming that's serious and that you've got a chance to, to plan for and protect
0: interesting well chris storm tracker 13 meteorologist chris larson joining us from lake tahoe uh, and uh, giving us some updates on what is being billed operations sierra storm but of course it applies to uh storms being tracked all over the nation all over the world it sounds like chris thank you
1: hey hey you, you want to hear you want to hear a couple fun facts
0: yes Lay it on
1: us. <laughs> just to just to just to, to fill your minds this morning This is this is since Christmas. So basically, in the last three weeks, um, California has seen nine, nine separate atmospheric river events. These are these massive storms that bring torrential amounts of rain uh, and snow into California. So nine of those in an average season, there are six. And that's the entire season that's starting from, you know, November through March and April. Wow. So in the last three weeks, they have received, in most places in the mountains, anywhere between 30 and 40 feet of snow. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of snow. <laughs> and the other interesting tidbit that I'll leave you with and then let you go is of all the precipitation over this four-week period, three, four-week period, uh, in the state of California, whether it has fallen as snow or, or rain, uh, it equals to thirty-one trillion gallons of water.
0: Thirty-one trillion gallon, and there, and unfortunately, not really
1: gallons of water. Not really
0: any period. way to harness that, you know, other than the reservoirs that are already built.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the tough part. You mm-hmm. know, part of that story is wonderful. It's great for the snowpack. It's great for the reservoirs. You know, the, the flash flooding and the mudslides that come along with that, that have not been so welcome. Mm.
0: Chris, thank you. As always, we'll look sure, forward thanks. to seeing you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.